Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Mills and currently pastors the Idiasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Daghiwad Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Daghiwad Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. you find yourself directly behind a pillar, try and shift a little so that you can see. It's very difficult to concentrate when you cannot see, or when you are fellowshipping with a pillar. (laughs) And if you are sitting by a human being who behaves like a pillar, tell the person, look, you have to change that behavior because you are like a stone. Amen. All right. We're also happy to be here. Amen. And are you beginning to like your new hall? Yeah. We are, we are trying to settle in and, and so every Sunday is a trial. Is that okay? So if you find yourself sitting somewhere that you cannot hear well, please, or you cannot see at all, please give that feedback to either a pastor or an usher. Is that okay? So that they will tell us. Hello. Tell your neighbor, it's trial and error that we are doing. Trial, trial and error. Uh-huh. So if where you are, it's an error. We haven't seen that the sound hasn't reached there or something. Please let us know, okay? Then we'll be correcting it. Amen. And amen. Powerful. Now, we have a very interesting week or two ahead of us. Amen. We have just come back from a very interesting week. (laughs) And how many of us were at the camp? Powerful. Wow, that's a good number. And it was a good effort. Now, if you were not at the camp, sometimes it's because you couldn't help it. You had some school, something that didn't allow you to go. But for most of you, it's a lack of wisdom. That's all. Yeah, so you have another opportunity to become a little wise. And that is that you just get the podcast and listen. And one of the things you'll notice is that we've talked about this book, The Mega Church. And we talked about it and related it to our lives and the things that it can do for us. And today, this morning, this book is available around. uh, How much are you selling it for? Did I hear you say 20 cities? (laughs) They are saying, hey, they don't know what it costs to print, though, as they are sitting there. 
because you are in my church. You, so every day we should be giving you the cost at which we print it. How do you expect us to live? <laughs> okay. I thought he was going to say 20 cities. By the grace of God, he says 15 cities because it is you. Yeah. Every time we reduce the price, it affects the work that we do. Yeah. Because the books ministry is a self-standing ministry. Do you understand? When we travel from here to there, nobody pays our expenses. Where we will stay, nobody pays it. How we'll get there, nobody pays it. What we'll eat, nobody pays it. Do you understand? So allow understanding to come into you. I don't expect that the price at which it is printed is the price at which we... Do you know what it means to put one box of books? When you come to school, how much did they charge you VIP? To put your one case. Uh-huh. Then imagine what happens to us when we have to move a hundred cases of the books up. Yeah. So, so be grateful that at least... Eh, okay, that you have the other cover, but it's the same content. All right. So these are 15 cities. And you will do why? well to get it because if you were at the camp, you know that I told you, me, I'm praying through it. I changed the book. I was, yeah, I'm going to pray through this book. And it's doing something in my life. Amen. And then we also have, hey, this one too. This book is 80 Ghana CDs in the bookshop. Yes. You are giving it at half price. Me and you, we shall meet in the office tomorrow. <laughs> 40 Ghana CDs. Yeah. So get your copy and really begin to go through it. How to neutralize curses. You need to let go of that fear. Is that okay? So as you read through, you begin to understand more and you also begin to see what you are standing on in order to break a curse. Amen. And please don't say that on me. I'm okay. There's nothing wrong with me. Uh, why are these seats free? Somebody should sit on them. Ah. I don't know who it is for, but someone should sit there. Hey. Are you there? Yeah. So get your copy and actually read it. You will never, not only will you not fear cases, you will respect them, but you will know how to demolish them in your life. Because even though I'm teaching on that in the next four weeks, you can be sure that we will not finish. Are you here or you have tribaled? You're not finished. Now, um, they made, the film star said something that reminded me about this book. The beauty, the beast, and the pastor. Yeah, we used to recommend this book for pastors and pastors' wives only, but I would like to recommend it to you as well. Yeah. And the reason is because it is such a good study of what you should be in your marriage. It's as simple as that. Yeah. When the book first came out, people thought that, hey, hey, Daddy is only bashing the ladies. It's for them, but it's for both. It's for both. A friend of mine opened one chapter, read the one chapter, how to be an A1 husband. He said that when he saw all the points he failed, he said he will not go to the next chapter, what it means to be a friend for yourself. Some men, when you marry them, you will fend for yourself, eh? It's a bob in the share. You will go and buy the bob and replace. If there's a hole in the drain, you will find the plumber. If there's a bill to be paid, you will pay the bill. That's a friend for yourself. So in this book, both the lady and the gentleman, you are put on a, a good line. You are very quiet. Yeah, you are put on a very good line. Amen. And you need to understand that marriages are coming down 
even those in the church. You see, and this is one of the books guaranteed to stop it. Guaranteed. If only you take the message and actually do it. So you see that guy who was giving seven CDs, 35 pesos for a week. That's an example of a fend for yourself husband. That's a what? Fend for yourself. In other words, how you manage to do anything there, that one is up to you. Uh-huh. Eh, but pastor, what if that's all he had? You know, when that's all you have, there's a certain wisdom. Say, so, well, you know something? Things are really tight. That's all I have. What can we do about it? Then together, you manage. Then she also say, oh, I have some seven I can also add. And then we are okay. You don't just put it down and walk away. Yeah. And say that, oh, the children, they have not paid their school fees. Eh? They have your brain. They don't have, your, they don't have head anyway. They should sit down in the house. No, no, no. It's not. It's, you see, I'm talking about a Christian husband. I'm not talking about just anybody. Is that okay? Uh-huh. Because you see just anything in the world. But I'm talking about a Christian. A Christian wife, you don't walk around quarreling. Ah. 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 Amen. And this book will help you. Please and sorry. It cures a lot of problems. All of them, just five letters. P-L-E-A-S-R-6. Please. Sorry. S-O-R-R-Y. Look. It cures a lot of problems. Instead of, eh. One day. This one is just by the side. A certain small boy had gone to pick his big brother's bicycle. And... While he was using the bicycle, the chain tore. That's why they say it's normal. I mean, it happens. It happens. And the small boy came and just parked the bicycle. Didn't say anything to the owner of the bike. So, when after some time, the owner of the bicycle went to pick his bike to ride somewhere. Ah! Then he saw that the chain was torn. So he went to that brother. How about you? You came for my something, something, this and that and that. And when you broke the chain, you didn't tell me and you didn't say anything. That little boy comes from where I come from. (laughs) So, instead of, I'm sorry, do you know what he said? Do you really want to know what he said? Do you really want to know what he said? He said, eh, ah, after all, you are the one who has been just leaving your bicycle where we can just come and pick it and be used. Can you see how a fight is born? Yeah. Instead of, oh, please, I'm sorry. When you say you are sorry, what again can we say? Say, you are the one who left the thing. Please ask your neighbor, is that how you are? Especially if she's a lady, because that's how we are. A lot of our quarrels are like that. Are you in the house? Yeah. But as you read that book prayerfully, you will learn something. So that even if you are coming from where I'm coming from, you will not answer like that. You will not give an answer that will give rise to a war. Hey, ask your neighbor, do you talk peaceably? And it is based on scripture. There's a scripture. A soft answer. Turneth away wrath. So even when the person is angry, you see that your soft answer just, yeah. 
The person wants to manifest, but the way you have yeah, said it, then all the anger just melts and flies away. Hallelujah. May it be your portion. Yeah. May your father, when your father is angry with you, you give some soft answer. Are you here? Soft answer. That just lets all his anger go away. And the Lord will help us. Amen. Well, we're coming to our topic that we started last week, how to neutralize curses. And last week, we learned a bit about what a curse is. And we also learned a few things that, look, respect the curses. Yeah. When you don't respect it, it's like not respecting a snake. Uh-huh. It will bite you, yeah. That's why, you see, it is from respect of snakes that it doesn't mean we like them all. It doesn't also mean that we invite them in. Uh-huh. But when we say respect, recognize it for what it is. Are you seeing it? And, and guard yourself. So you see that if we were here having a service and a snake made a mistake to stroll here, out of our understanding of who he is, we will actually stop the entire service until we find it. Until we what? Hey. One day, a certain man went to play golf. You know how when you park, heat builds up in the car. So in order to allow some small air, he left some small windows open. Parked under a tree. Then he finished playing golf and he was coming back for his car. <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with what I'm saying. <laughs> and he arrived there just in time to see a snake drop from the tree and enter his car through the window. And he was standing there and he saw the thing on his dashboard. And he called some guys who were standing there. Charlie, we have to get this snake. I have to tell you that by the time they opened the doors, they could not find the snake. They searched. They searched. They searched. They searched. They searched. If it was you, what will you do? Charlie, the guy just locked the car, turned his back and picked trotter and went to. Hey, one So that you'll be driving, you'll be driving, then as you are getting to some <laughs> as you are getting to some traffic lights, me, then suddenly the snake goes, I'm here, I'm here. Hey. <laughs> And that is why we are talking about curses. So that, yeah, because, you see, many of the things you are spending time running away from, you don't even need to run. You need to understand the things that are already there, that are already causing some havoc, and deal with them. Because, take it from me, that every curse, every curse, it can be neutralized, or you can be redeemed from it. Are you there? Or you can shatter it. There are things that can be done, but you must know that it is there. You must know it is there, like the snake. If you don't know that it is there, it can come up and bite you. And today we're going to be talking about one category of curses. The Bible has, you can divide them into three. Three types of curses. One, the global curses. Global, no, no, Charlie. Not only are they everywhere. But there are also curses that have been there from the beginning 
of this dispensation as we know it. From the beginning of the Bible, the global cases are there. Then we have the biblical cases. And these ones are things that the Bible has named as a case. Are you okay? So global cases. Charlie? Fiti. Adam Bremo. So it has worried us until now. Then biblical cases. Those are in the Bible. Amen? And then we also have custom made cases. <laughs> a custom made case. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 2 says, As the bird by wandering, and as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. In other words, the curse with a cause will come. Are you there? Yeah. There was a certain king who had a wife and had um, no children. And he went and had a mistress and had a child with the mistress. And so when the queen heard of it, she went to the mistress. In fact, the woman was pregnant and she told him, you will bring forth an evil child. You see, now that's a curse with a cause. Are you getting me? It landed squarely. That's the story behind the guy, Ivan the Terrible. Yeah. He's known as Ivan the Terrible. He was a terrible person. But it was because of a word spoken by an aggrieved person. You brothers who go breaking people's hearts, be careful. Be careful. Yeah. We have had a few instances where we have actually had to conduct deliverances. And it has come from somebody that you have treated unfairly who in the middle of the thing has spoken. That's a custom-made case. And even though it can be broken, I would advise you, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah. Are you with me? Because many times, after the person has spoken, you don't even know what it is. It's later. Then you begin to see that, ah, something's up. Then you remember that the person said this. Are you here? That's a custom-made case. One of the custom-made cases that has disturbed us was the case of Noah against his son. Yeah, Noah was angry with his son because of the way the son had behaved and he told him that you will be a servant of servants. Wow. But that's a story for another day. Today I want us to come to the global curses and remember that I told you that for each case that we speak about we'll talk about the mitigation or how to get around it, how to get over it or how to go through it. Amen. Are you there? Because some of you, otherwise, the way you go fear, it won't be simple. Global cases, the first one. The curse on men. The curse on men. And we're going to read Genesis chapter 3. I'm reading from verse 17 to verse 19. Genesis 3, 17 to 19. Adam, and unto Adam he said... Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. 
In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Wow. Are you here? It's a formidable curse. And this curse from Adam came upon the whole of mankind. And it was because he had disobeyed the word of God, he had followed his wife. Now, the first remarkable thing about this cause was, this case is that the earth was not part of the problem. The earth was not part of the problem. The serpent had gone to disturb the lady, given her something to eat. She had eaten it, given it to her husband. The earth, the earth was cursed because of it. Now, this is where our sweat and our toil is from. Amen. And the curse was such that when you even try to do something with this earth and try to do something to eat, all it is giving you are thorns. And that one, I think you should understand it. Sometimes you have learned, ah, you get to the exam room, you don't, it, it doesn't work. Thorns. Thorns. You are doing a business. What you have put in is not what you get out. It's part of this curse that by the sweat of your brow you eat bread. That's even why we go to school. Otherwise, we'll all not be in school at all. It's a kind of sweat. And I remember last week telling you that whether you are in an AC sweating or you are under the sun sweating, it's all sweat. So what can be done about this curse? Now, I came to say to you that the curse has been spoken. So it's there. It's there. No amount of praying is going to remove it from there. However, you can use the tool of wisdom to help you. You can choose what kind of sweat you want to sweat. AC sweat or sun sweat. Please ask your neighbor, which one do you like? <laughs> because when they send you to school and you say you will not learn, you have chosen sun sweat. Uh-huh, you have chosen sun sweat. Are you here? So not all sweat be sweat. Yeah. I have watched over the years as people have glorified certain jo jo jobs. And to me, it is, it is very interesting. Right? I know you won't like me by the end of today, but you'll see that what I'm saying is true. And often, my best example are the banks. You will work hours. Hours. But you're on contract. As soon as they're in trouble, they'll let you go. You can be on contract two years, not really knowing your fate. Even when you know your fate, when you enter the bank at 7.30, you can exit. You don't have a life. Your life is the bank. If you meet your target, you thought they'll tell you, well done. They only increase the target for the following month. <laughs> Yeah, but it's only making you sick. I know bankers who have quit over sickness. Yes, yes. But Charlie, the pressure is killing me. Then they get to a certain age, the BP begins. They're this, they're that, from the pressure, from the pressure. Yeah. So don't just walk into something and say that it looks good on the outside. I tell you, they look very good on the outside. What you don't know is that that suit that they are wearing, crown, they bought it on credit. Most of them... <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> loans, loans, loans. Everything is loans. Are you here? I'm going to use your campus as another example. I know, you see, that's why I said today you will not be happy with me. I mean, 
it is always good to have a profession. And because of that, if you are a studying student, you are aiming for medicine. And if you are an art student, you are aiming for law. But please allow me to remind you that according to the Constitution of Ghana, I'm entitled to my own opinion. My opinion is that you have just found your way into hard labor. Respect you will get. But when you finish, you'll be a doctor walking, buying a second-hand car when your colleague who was doing political science or social so that's why I said you will not like me today and I asked my and you are about to go to school for the next 15 years to now qualify and say that you are a consultant have you ever gone to their flats over here don't tell them I told you and please, if you're a medical student, never enter those flats. Go and hire something. <laughs> the church has become very quiet. Too. <laughs> ah! The first time I went to visit in the doctor's flats, as I entered, I thought, uh, you see that I don't have words. Because I thought, after doing this, your hard work, and coming out, and being charged with the responsibility of keeping us alive, that the least we'll do for you is to give you a good place to stay. But at least on this side of the world, it is not true. And even for those who go on the other side of the world, it is also not true. It is true that they take home $13,000 a month, but when they finish, they pay 12000 to service the loans, the house, the car, yeah. Most of them, if I take an offering now, you will bring more than they are able to take. So that's why I said, hey, allow me to, it's my own opinion. Yeah. Recently, somebody told me that they were going to do law. You are going to do law. You know, when you read certain stories and there's a, a, an ace lawyer and the person is bringing his arguments and it's too nice, you know, and it's like, Chai, I would like to be a lawyer like that. But I haven't seen many of them in my life. The ones I've seen are the ones who are strolling around Makola wearing the same jacket that they bought when we were students. And they are saying, well, one day they have not appeared anywhere in any place. They are unknown entities struggling to make a life. I, I am sorry. I mean, I know that you are dreaming of something big, but all I'm saying is look at it well, okay? Yeah. yeah. So frankly, me, I wouldn't have chosen either of those courses. It's because you are not a doctor. I'm just telling you the honest, the honest truth. Because I want to live and I want to enjoy my life. Yeah. Hey. The world has become very quiet. Because I don't understand. Uh, please, give Pastor Chong a, a, a microphone. What did they tell you at your induction, what, did they, what message did they give the parents at the induction of the doctors? Please stand to your feet and tell us. This is after they have gone to school. Seven years, they have finished. They have been, it was a day of honor for us to celebrate them that they become doctors. This is what they had to tell us. Somebody came to make a speech. They can't hear you. Please, man, somebody, volume. Somebody came to make a speech at the old prayer, and he said that he has a message for our parents that for the next two years, 
We are still children. They should take care of us and feed us and give us money. Do you understand? Work of school has seven years. This is the ceremony at which, after which we are going to honor you and call you Drakwita, Drakwita. And at the ceremony, the man was appealing to us that we should continue to look after them for another two years. <laughs> Making it nine years. Hey! Are you there or you have traveled? There must be a reason. And when they are done, they have now started. Is it not just you have now started? Yeah. You have now started. <laughs> you see, now his social so brother is saying that by that time he'll be managing some. <laughs> I am not saying it again. Understand it well. It's an honorable profession without which we will all not be here. All I'm trying to say to you is that as you are going to enter the thing, look at it well, study it well. Decide whether, you see, if you are doing it for the, from the love of your heart, you'll be happy anyway. But if you are doing it because you think that it is the way that you will not sweat, that it's not true. It's not true. As for sweating, oh, look, it is sweat. As the teachers who stand there all day, talking to students with cabbage in their head, all day. Sweat. But I'm just saying that you can mitigate it by your choice. Are you with me? And I have seen some of the doctors as they are going to specialize, actually picking areas that at least I'll have a life. I'll have a life. When I get through, I'll have a life. Are you getting me? Some of the ones we admire the most, they don't go there at all. They say, these people, they don't have a life. They live here, they die here. And they have nothing. Yeah, but there are others. So you, that's all I'm saying. So use the wisdom of God. I gave you that scripture last week, 1 Corinthians 1, I believe 23 or 24, where it says that Jesus was the power of God and the wisdom of God. And you'll find that in many things, we need wisdom. Problem with Africans is that we like only power. Use your head. Yeah, use your head. And you see, if we can go through profession after profession. You'll see that it's like that. Those of you who want to be politicians, understand that it's sweat to get there and it's sweat to remain there and it's sweat when you come down. <laughs> the only change is the type of sweat. That's all. Yeah. Amen. Hey, are you there? Another way to mitigate this curse is to hear the voice of God on the issue. Uh -huh. Hear the voice of God on the issue. Amen. Hear the voice of God. Allow God to lead you, not money. You see, if you have followed your, yourself into the medical profession because of money and respect, you'll be disappointed. But if you've been led there, I know a few doctors who feel that this is a calling for them and they are very happy doing what they are doing. Are you with me? So though they are sweating, their sweat is not painful. When you are sweating at something you like, it's sweat, but it is different from something you don't like. Yeah. In, I believe it was, I, I don't remember if it's the first or the second world war. No, this was Russia. When they decided to capture Stalin, when he caught the professors, you see, he said that people's minds needed to be changed. And he caught them and he put them into camps and said he was retraining them. Do you know how he made them mad? They actually went mad. You are a professor, you are used to using your mind. Then he'll take you somewhere, then they'll dig a hole, they'll, they'll tell you all these stones, move it from here to here. So they'll move the stones. One, two, three, three hundred, four hundred. When they finish and it is here, 
The following day when they come, then they say, move it from here back to where you took it. You see, so you see that the people were sweating and the purpose, many actually went mad. And the reason was the lack of purpose. This thing that I'm doing is going nowhere. It's doing nothing. Are you in the house? And so you too, by listening to the voice of God, you will avoid that kind of purposeless work. As for sweating, we will sweat. Oh, I think pastors, we don't sweat. I laugh when I hear people say that, oh, pastors, they will just get up and come and preach on Sunday. Do you know how many hours of prayer makes one sermon? Do you know how many hours of reading makes one sermon? Do you know how many, and how many cups of coffee? Okay, the people in my house are aware. Co- if coffee finishes in the house, there's a crisis. Are you there? Sweat. Yeah. Sometimes you are sleeping. But we are working. It is work. Yeah. I was supposed to come and visit Charisma this morning. Yeah, I didn't come. It's not because I don't like them. But after sweating through the camp, because while you were sitting, I was talking. And I talked and talked. Morning, night, morning, all day, night, talking, talking, talking. Yesterday when I came back, I realized that two services, if I preach one, the next one, because the voice was already going like this. So I called, what did I tell you? I said, if I preach one, it will go. Yeah, it's part of the sweat. It's part of the sweat. Are you in the house or you have traveled? And you also have your sweat. Turn to your neighbor and say, ah, fellow sweaty. I mean, <laughs> that's neighbor. I hope, you see, the reason why I'm giving this example is that it's a lot of sweat. If you think about what it takes you to do your five-minute presentation in school, then you must wonder what it takes us to come here and hold your attention. Three days or one and a half hours. You must understand that it is something. However, because of the voice of God and the knowing that, ah, that's my calling, it brings a certain sweetness that makes it possible. Hope you are with me. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying that one of the ways to mitigate this curse is to hear the voice of God. When you hear the voice of God, when you are here, you are talking to the Lord about your job, and you hear the voice of God saying, listen, go and teach in a school in Budamburam. No problem. You'll be okay when you go. That was the voice of God. You will be okay. You will be okay. Put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're talking about the global curses. Let's look at number two. The curse on women. And to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. And thy desire shall be to thy husband. And he shall rule over you. Wow. I will multiply your sorrow and your conception. And we have seen this curse come to pass on earth. When you go to every hospital, every department, there's the women's own and the man's own except one. The issue is dealing with conception. When the women don't have children, we are crying. When we have, we are crying. When they are well, we are crying. When they are not well, we are crying. There's a whole department in life that people have made riches from. But you can mitigate it. When I say mitigate it, gone are the days when people born like rabbits. 
one, drop one. Drop. You see, because when you're born like rabbits, your harassments are a lot. It's not simple. It's not simple. It's not simple. Are you there? So use a little wisdom. Uh-huh. Use a little wisdom. Use a little wisdom as you decide the number of children. And those are wisdom things. Amen? Those are wisdom things. I watch so many people just walk into it. And then you say, oh, I don't know how, but I'm pregnant. I don't know how you don't know how. It can't be a mistake. Tell everybody, it cannot be a mistake. It's a deliberate action. It's a very deliberate action. So I don't know how you are saying that you don't know how. Ah. Push your neighbor and say, is it you? Is it you? Mm. Are you there or you have traveled? Are you understanding what I'm saying? So that's one of the ways you mitigate it. Hospitals are a blessing. Use one. Yeah. But then it also says that your desire shall be for your husband. Today, I need you to make a decision that you will have a life with a husband or without. Yeah. With or without. Yeah. Some of you are looking at me. It's like, oh, how? Yeah. The reason I'm saying this is because there are people who have ruined their whole lives. Maybe they didn't get a husband. Move on. You would have loved to have one. For some reason, God, no, listen, no husband is better than a bad husband. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, move on with your life. If you are going to marry two, please engage your brain, okay? Yeah. Choose again. Hear the voice of God. So, even when the person looks, everything is okay. But you have a certain something there. Mm-mm-mm. Listen to it. Don't say, oh, you let me marry first. And come. Oh, yeah. People have said that. People have overridden. And sometimes, you see, (laughs) our father has something that he says, our prophet says, what you see is what you saw. Aha. What you see is what you saw. So so what you are seeing before is not about to disappear. Before, the person is insulting you. As you marry, it's not disappearing. Before, the person is slapping you. As you marry, it's not disappearing. Don't say, oh, it will stop. It will stop. Hey! <laughs> I will change him. Are you the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Are you there? So, so, I, 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 <laughs> I don't even know how to say it again. Because the curse is standing there. So if you must marry, decide from now. God will have something to say about it. Yeah. How does God talk about it? He speaks to your conscience. A lack of peace over the relationship. The Bible also says that in the multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. So sometimes, instead of a secret something, talk about it. Ask about the person. Yeah. When you come and ask me about a person, if I don't know, I'll find out for you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Recently, somebody asked me about someone. said, oh, this person says they are close to you. I told the person, I was her pastor when she was eight years old. I can't tell you anything about eight years old. And you are now 20, 22. I said, I'm coming. I'll find out. Are you seeing it? I'll find out. What's the person like? And it's very important. I know somebody who got married to somebody without 
<laughs> it's later when he was now fearing for his life that he remembered that when he met one of her brothers in the early days, because they married, they had both not married, you know, they were grown, so they were in a hurry. Her, her brother asked him, can you stay with my sister? And you see, he thought that it was a personal dislike of the sister that made the brother say, but even if it is a personal dislike, please investigate it. Investigate it. The guy, if he had joked, he would have died. Oh, yes. If he had joked, he would have died. Hey, it was after he left that he found out from her head of family that he was the fifth husband of the woman. Yeah. <laughs> hey, are you in the house? The guy said to me that he said when he decided to separate because he realized that hey, the way the thing he said, he discovered that the woman had gone into, look, he began to fear for his life began to fear for his life realized that the woman, she would kill him yeah but you see what he, what he was seeing what he saw, that's what he was seeing that's what he was seeing Ask your neighbor, tell your neighbor, what you see is what you saw. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. There are so many people, you know, we are a very religious nation. There are so many pseudo-spiritual people. You are about to, you are about to, the girl, you are me, then she's, she's, oh yes, this and that and that. But when you see that the lifestyle doesn't match with that thing, allow yourself to receive instruction. Amen. Because we are religious by nature and we are religious in speech. It doesn't mean fear of God even one. At all. So when you hear, when you see, actually see. Hey. Man of God. Eja. Are you there? <laughs> I'm reminded of a song written by one of our pastors. I don't know whether my voice will be able to sing it. But it was a very, it, it just occurred to me now. You know. Sarah, baby, come and sing it for me. Oh, girl, we can't wait for you forever. prayer to pray. May the Lord open your eyes and open your ears and show you things that you know not of. May he guide you and keep you and show you how to circumvent, to go around the issues in Jesus' name. Amen. Sit down. Are you here or you have traveled again? Number three, the curse of Noah. The curse of Noah is one that I hope we'll be able to deal with on its own because it has very serious 
uh, consequences for us. But it is, I'll just read it, Genesis 9, 25. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. Now, this man had, he had three sons, and he saved those three sons and their wives in the ark. And from those three sons come all the nations of the world. Are you there? And so the descendants of this one fell into this curse. And it describes a lot of issues that we can see unless you find your way out of it. So we will treat that one on its own. If I start, we will not live here today. Is that okay? Number four, the curse on Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and all his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Are you there? Deuteronomy 28 is a fearful chapter of the Bible. The first half talks about the blessings that will come upon the Israel, the children of Israel, if they follow the Lord, and then last, there are more curses than the blessing itself that will come. And so you will discover that even though Israel is God's chosen people, you will see that this curse came to pass. It has come to pass. They are always troubling them. They are all, they cannot, they can't relax at all. They can't relax. Their enemies are a lot. Yeah, a lot. Can you imagine six day war, five nations bigger than you, they have decided to attack you the same day. I don't know where else you hear such a story. Five nations, so not just you and your neighbor. Five nations. And, they, and, and at that time, they know that you're on your knees. You don't have anything. Those guys, it's only God who helped them because of another, another case that we're going to read. Are you here? So they had exterminated them. I mean, so many things. Their life is very interesting. One time, a Jew said to me that, Jews, we don't keep our wealth in property that stands. Yeah. <laughs> in other words, all over the world, when somebody wants to be wealthy, they look for land and they build and they have houses and they have hotels. Property. Are you with me? And the person said that a Jew, most of his property is not in real estate. Yeah. And I said, why? And they said, so many times in their lives, they've had to pick up and run. Yeah, they've had to pick up and run. And even the ability to escape depends on your ability to pay for it. And so there are major dealers in gold, diamonds, things that the idea is that something that when they come and say, kick, 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 something, is, they will just pick it, tie it inside their bra, inside their pants, under their shoes, and for till long they are gone. <laughs> because the house that you have built there, uh -huh, if they are chasing you, you have to do what? Leave it. They said that their property is not mainly in these things. They are very wealthy. Very, very wealthy. Most people like wealthy people, but they're dear. The more wealthy they are, the more people hate them. Up till today. Today, after the Second World War, when people were so embarrassed at what Hitler had done, there are all kinds of rules saying that you cannot do that. But actually, it's there. It's there. Amen. And it is this curse working. God said, I'll protect you, but you must also do this, 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 this. Are you seeing it? And you can see that the curse is there. Hey! 
But number five, which is what concerns us, the curse on those who hate Israel. Hey. Mm. Genesis 27 verse 29. Let people serve thee. And nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren. And let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be everyone that curseth thee. And blessed be he that blesseth thee. Genesis 12 verse 3. And I will bless them that bless thee. And curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Hey. Are you in the house? Mm. In other words, when you make yourself a hater of the Jews, you have walked straight into a case. Straight. That's why we were very concerned when our government took a stand against Israel. And like, please do. Already, we are not seeing top. We don't, please. Don't, don't. <laughs> please, don't, don't do this. Don't walk into this case at all. Yeah, don't walk into this case at all. And you, will, you can see the curse at work. When you see those who have risen up to stand against Israel and you look at their issues, you can't understand it. Somebody should explain the issues of the Middle East to us. Wealthy nations, that's your, they don't have peace, they don't have... Eh, some of them, eh, they have a lot of money, oh, but we are better off. Yeah. No peace, no... There's something that just ain't working. And a lot of it has come from this statement. From this, the hating. Are you there? Hey, you are quiet. Hey, they have taken the land of the Palestinians. Listen, land that is won in war is land that is won in war. You see. But you discover that the Palestinians they are fighting back. And yet things aren't working for them. I have often asked, asked myself why their brethren around them don't help. Yeah, they shouldn't need to live as refugees. But they prefer to use them as pawns. So whatever you think, just don't take a stand to hate them. I don't know if you get my point. Just don't take a stand because the case is lying down. <laughs> you remember we talked about those things. The thing is lying down. Then you have come to pass over it. Yeah. Whether as a nation, as an individual. No. God laid it there. God laid it there. If you curse them, you are cursed. You see. And I'm happy to remind you that that same injunction is there because we are the descendants of Abraham, and the Bible says that the blessings of Abraham have come upon us. You see, and that is why you should be careful what you do to another child of God, because you just may cross over into a curse. From today, when you turn on your TV, you don't like what some man of God is saying. Change the channel. You don't like what he's doing. Don't go there. Before, perchance, you cross over into a curse. No, I'm very serious about what I'm saying. I'm very, very serious. Many Christians, you don't understand the use of a cover. God gives you a spiritual cover. And the words of that person, very, very important in your life. Are you here? So stay under that spiritual cover. Allow it to work. And don't come out. One of the ways you come out is by criticizing another person, another man of God. I, I don't say anything. If I don't, hey, what are they? When I see that, I'm like, ah, I just changed the channel. Most of the time, nowadays, most of the time, my TV, I, I, yesterday I was thinking that, hey, this thing, are you still standing here? Yeah. Are you there? So that you will not go and see something and say, mm, and walk into a problem. Eh, so, pastor, what about those men of God who are cheating people? You are worrying about the men of God who are cheating people, but you are not worried about the armed robbers who are cheating people. 
you are not worried about the politicians who are cheating people. If I were you, I would just find my head where I know that I'm safe. The church has become quiet. Yeah. All the pastors in this church, no, none of them is paid. They don't, we don't touch your offering at all. At all. Hey. Yeah. So when you put your offering inside, come say, hey, I saw uh, uh, Sister Joy and her sons. They were eating, and it is our offering that they have used to go and. All right. Are you in the house? Yeah. And I'm saying to you that don't walk into a curse. Because the Lord says, touch not my anointed. And do my servants no harm. So don't touch. Don't touch. Don't touch. Eh, but these pastors, we have to put them straight. When you go to the hospital and the nurse does, does you, do you put them straight? What are you going to do about it? You didn't employ them. There's nothing you can do about it. You just change your hospital. Yeah. You change your hospital, you change me. Then when I, when you are, if you're going to inject my child, I will go for the injection myself and bring it to my nurse. Yeah. You are very quiet. Yeah. Are you here? Because I have, I, I have a child who was once injected with the wrong, the two things looked similar. Yeah. And the, wrong, the child was injected with epinephrine instead of Fenugan to stop throwing up. I said, ah, when I went to look, epinephrine. <laughs> are you in the house? But it doesn't mean that because of that, we are quarreling with all nurses. Well, no, we are coming to set the nurses straight. It's men of God people talk like that about. And before you are aware, you have walked into a case. Yeah, because this scripture is also over the people of God. Amen. Mitigate it by refusing to walk into it. Yeah. Are you here? Don't, just don't walk into this. Don't, don't walk into it. Amen. And God will help us. I've tried to give you a rundown of the global cases. And from today, I want you to walk around it. Circumvent it. Mitigate it. Young lady, you don't have a beloved. Stop crying about it. Yeah. In fact, your crying about it is even making it a problem. Yeah. Because you can cry until you begin to go mental. Oh, it's true. I really respect those who are not married, who have just moved on with their lives. Yeah. Some who have been married, no children, they just moved on with their lives. Are you here? In order to mitigate the case, the case says your desire will be for your husband. So you are there with a desire that is always you see, mitigate it get into things yeah, get involved into things, do things hey, the church has become quiet, do things yeah, yeah do things get into things, don't just sit there and cry hey your husband is chasing women, have a life, he's not the reason why you live the Lord never made any man or any woman the reason why any man or any woman lives. No, seriously. I'm just trying to help you to come over the curse. Otherwise, you go under the curse. Are you seeing it? And as you go under it, it will rule your life. It will rule your life. And I'm saying, decide that you want. It's a decision. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. I would like this thing, but it's not happening. I'm moving on. And I will achieve something with my life. I'm moving on. Hey, the house is very quiet. This, yeah, and you will see that as you move on with your life, you will see that God helps you. I have, I, as I'm ending, I'm, 
an aunt of mine had, she got married to somebody who was a serious playboy. And, well, I mean, we were, we were children at the time, so we didn't know at the time that he was a playboy, but whatever the case may be, so they say. And we saw the evidence afterwards. When she was pregnant with her first child, remember it says, in sorrow, you'll have your children. She was wearing high heels on the sixth month of her pregnancy, and she had a fall. She tumbled down, and she, not only did she lose the child, but the uterus, oh, yeah. So that means they have to remove the whole thing. And that means that no children. You can choose to sit down and cry. It's also a choice. It's also a choice. And many of us will feel that it's even a justified choice. But she picked herself up and she told her husband that let's adopt a child. So they adopted a child. And when we were growing up, we knew, as we thought that it was her son. We never, you know, children, you don't ask certain questions. We never ask questions, or at least I never asked questions until one day. <laughs> we went to visit our aunt. And was it two or three other children? Two or three? Three. When we got to the house, there were three other children in the house. So, I remember asking my mother that, ah, <laughs> the three are obviously not triplets. <laughs> and the age is crying. Barry. Thus, my uncle had gone to his holy village and began to produce children. So, are you here? I'm talking about mitigating the case. Mitigating the case. So, this woman has how many choices? Choice number one, break the marriage. That's choice number one. Choice number two, ignore the children. You should do what? <laughs> Insult who? The man every day. <laughs> Be fighting with their mothers. Uh-huh. Are you here? Uh-huh. She also had a third choice. I'm talking about mitigating the case. She decided that, you see, if I leave these children, my husband will continue going to their mothers. Me too. I can't have a child. The adoption, it is one. These ones, there are three ready-made. <laughs> I'm talking about somebody's life history. Yeah, a real human being. Are you there? So, Instead of crying and screaming, turning cartwheels and dying, she came to her husband and said, okay, it's a deal. Bring them. I'll look after them. Only that they're not going back to their mothers. If here is home, here is home. And she looked after those children. They were now four. She also was looking for a house help and somebody brought her a young girl from the north. When the girl came, she said, this one is too young. How can this young girl be coming? So she added her. And the children were now four boys and one girl. She looked after them, educated them, did every... Oh, when you go to her, she's always talking about this child or that child. She fulfilled her longing for a child with each of them. She never knew her husband would not live long. 
And when she was in, I don't remember, not, not so, whatever, her husband had an accident and died. Suddenly, she would have been alone. And of course, the mothers will also try and come. When the mothers came, the children didn't know them. They didn't know them. She looked after those children. The last time I met her, in fact, she spent 14 years in the U.S. with one of them. Yeah, she got a life. She got a life. The young lady got married. Things didn't go so well. The last time I visited her, this lady is now in her 80s. She would have been alone. Are you in the house or you have traveled? She would have been alone. She wasn't alone. The young lady, when she was dying, she sent them to bring her son to the lady. She said, this woman who looks after me is my mom. Her son was there. A Legon student. He was in the house. Her, a guy who had been her gardener for many years. Are you there? I'm talking about somebody who made a life. He too, I don't remember what his daughter was coming to do. He said, go and look for this is my madam. When I got, she has a life as an 80 something year old. She has five children. One has passed. Grandchildren. Everything. She made a choice. She made a choice. I said she made a choice. And you also have a choice. Mitigate the curse. Don't lie under it. Stand to your feet. <laughs> Hallelujah. This morning, I just want you to pray for yourself. If you're in a job that you don't like, the curse is working fully. I want you to talk to God about that. That Lord, you said that I will sweat, but please, I want to change how I'm sweating. Are you getting me? If you are in a cause, talk to the Lord about, Lord, the sweat associated with this one, is it proper or I should do something about it? If you are a lady, thank God for where you are and decide. Talk to the Lord about this decision. That Lord, I'm not going to lie under this case. I'm not going to lie under it. I'm going to get a life. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Oh, lift up your voice and begin to pray.
Rimakama yandere, Ricoloboshi Kataya, Ricoliende Rama, Ricaliende, Rimaniendema, Ricabra Sandalabat Handalaba, Rima Sokibatababa, Shima Sandi, Ricolababa Sokatiadanama, Recanimo, Vindelebre Sandalabama, Rinolamo, Chiliana. Father, thank you for teaching us about the curses that are there. I pray that the curses will be mitigated Jesus. in our lives. Those who are sweating a sweat that is painful, Father, give them another place to be. Amen. They need to work and the work will make them sweat, but let them enjoy the work in Amen. Jesus' name. Mitigated. Amen. Those who are where they don't have a child, oh God, provide them a child. Amen. I pray, oh God, that any sister who doesn't have a husband and they are that age, Father, mitigate it, oh God. Amen. Grant them other things that mitigate it, that they will not die a sorrowing in the name of Jesus. Amen. May we walk with wisdom. Amen. Preserve and protect us from every automatic Amen. curse. Forgive us for words that we have said against men of God. And wash us in the blood. Help us to prosper, oh God. And let your blessing come upon us, oh God. Bless us out of out of the curse, Lord. Amen. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus. It is the coming of Jesus that has opened the door to the mitigation of so many curses. When we come to the custom-made curses, the one that comes upon people, upon families, upon individuals, it is our belonging to the Lord Jesus Christ that causes that particular curse to break. And so if you are here this morning, you've not given your life to Jesus, or you are not sure of your standing with him, I want to just ask you to give your life to him today. So that you qualify to have every random case moving, mitigated. Some of these cases, they were even in your family. You didn't know about them. But by giving your life to Jesus Christ, a change of ownership has happened. And so you cannot afford not to belong to Jesus. So if you are here and you are not just not sure of your stand, or you know, you know you don't belong to him, but you want to belong to him, I ask you to lift up your right hand this afternoon. Just lift up your hand. Thank you for your hands. Thank you. I see your hands all over the room. I see your hands all over the room. If your hand is lifted up, I want you to step out of where you are and come to me right here in front. Pastors, ushers, help them. Just help them to come. Step out and come. I saw hands at the back over there. Step out of where you are. Just come to me. Come, come. Softly, please. Softly, softly, softly. Just come to me. Come and stand. We're going to pray together. You lifted your hand. Please come and join us here. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Don't be shy. It's nothing to be shy about at all. It's a step of wisdom. It's a step of wisdom. It's a step of wisdom. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. 
you are standing there your heart is beating it's a sign Jesus is giving you a sign that look all is not okay just come just come one prayer and it changes it step away from those with you and come just come just come maybe you are even in church all the time but you are just not sure of your stand please come if you're standing in front I want to pray this prayer I want you to pray it after me inviting Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and your Savior you want to pray and say Lord Jesus join us in the congregation you want to say Lord Jesus I come to you today as a sinner please wash me in the blood of Jesus cleanse me from my sins please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus from today from today from today you are my savior and you are my Lord I thank you for saving me in Jesus name Father I thank you for these ones standing I pray Lord that even as you have heard their prayer that you will enter into their lives that every curse be mitigated and broken watch over them and prosper them may they always be glad that they came forth today in Jesus name Amen we believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIUDRC. God richly bless you.